Hello, and welcome to an unexpected episode of We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts, Donald Weigel, and I have lost a little over 100 pounds. Were you expecting that? <laughs> I expect it because I know it. So I <laughs> Hi, I'm Catherine Weigel. I'm his charming wife, and I have lost 150 pounds unexpectedly. Oh, it was unexpected. Well, I didn't uh, I didn't think I'd lose 150 pounds. I, I looked at it at like five pounds at a time, so it was very unexpected. Yes. Did you expect to lose 100 pounds? No, I did not. I, uh, I would have been happy to lose 10 or 20 pounds at a certain point, and uh, I just kept going. I didn't expect that. No, I didn't expect it <laughs> you either. You were in a really bad mood about losing weight at first. I I'm, was. I'm still in a really bad mood about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, we're, uh, we're We Only Look Thin. We have lost uh, 250 pounds cumulatively, and we are here to uh, tell you about expectations. Expectations. And you know what? Can I just say, I'm going to interrupt our regularly scheduled uh, podcast for a second. Whoa, that's speaking, unexpected. Speaking of expectations, I just want to give you a shout out for how far you have come, because... Um, we just to let everyone behind the the curtain for a second. We had some recording issues uh, a minute ago, and while I was trying to fix them, Catherine was sitting there doing arm strengthening exercises <laughs> while she was waiting for me. When in the past she might have just gone out and eaten a cheesecake. That is not a lie. <laughs> she was. She was just sitting. She was. She was doing arm strengthening exercises while waiting for me to get the electronic technical issues fixed. But ten Fonzies aren't going to do anything. They... No, there's something called a Fonzie, everybody. Uh... <laughs> Are we the only ones who call it a Fonzie? I think I'm the only one that calls it a Fonzie. Maybe I will post it on our uh, Instagram page. You can see what a Fonzie is. Yeah. Uh, they weren't all happy days, but we made the best of them. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, no, but I uh, I don't know. I, I've started doing some arm exercises, and I actually see there's some... There's yeah. a little cut there. Yeah, you are. Cut there. You are cut. That's unexpected. We're yes. doing a, a 30-day arm challenge in one of our accountability groups. And, uh, you know, two minutes a day of doing arm exercises, that's not going to do anything, is it? Oh, uh, wait. <laughs> no, it does uh, It does a lot. And, uh, and I am doing it as well um, every day in addition to some other arm things that I do. And it's, uh, it's making a difference for sure. It really is. Uh, I never thought I would be the kind of person who would be sitting on a couch doing arm exercises because one needs a gym membership to get fit, doesn't one, Donald? Yes. No. That's the opposite of what we were supposed Unexpected. to say. Unexpected. You yes. can work out on your couch with your arms. So uh, let's talk about expectations. We're specifically today going to talk about expectations related to to people. To people. Oh, wait, that's basically Yeah, everything. that's all expectations. Let's, let's bring it down. Let's take it from great expectations to minimal expectations. So, so really, this is kind of about, you know, you are the kind of person who is, you're getting yourself together, you're um, on your weight loss adventure, and you're doing what you do, and, and maybe you've made some progress. Maybe you're you're into it, and um, maybe you've lost some weight. Maybe you're you've got a routine down, and then suddenly, guess what? Visitors coming. Oh, no, there's, there's someone at the door. Shelter in place. Um, and what are you going to do? Um, and in the past, this was an excuse for us to basically eat whatever we wanted. And it, it worked a couple of ways. One way was that 
we would go, well, we've got visitors coming in two weeks. There's no point in starting on... You know what? I'll just start next year. Yeah, I'll just wait. I'll wait until the visitors come and go because we know that we're going to eat out and we know, you know, they they twist our arms behind our backs. We're to... having company. Yeah. That's what my grandmother would say. Company. Company. Waiting for company. Company. Yeah, there was... Got a there big... was something about that generation where they pronounced company? it company. I don't know yeah. if it was these, but like my grandmother had like a barrel of Charles chips. Like, <laughs> like she would have barrels of chips delivered yeah, to the house. My grandmother did too. Like these these like giant tins. I mean, it just ma- like it was a magical time. A the seventies. Magical <laughs> oh, time. People it... would bring chips to your house. I think like ours might have been wise. Wise potato chips. Wise. It might have been Charles. It was Charles like this chips. this yellow tin. Anyway, getting way off the point oh, here. Oh boy, we love chips, huh? Yeah. Anyway. Um, but you know, oftentimes, um, speaking of grandmas and grandma business, grandma business would oftentimes, you know, bake things and and bring them, and you know, we are oftentimes sort of raised to believe that food equals love. Raised and like a delicious roll that your grandmother <laughs> used to make. Oh, man, she made she delicious made rolls. Buns. Yeah, oh. holy cow. Um, that recipe has been passed around. Um, and, you know, it's sometimes very difficult to say no to these things. And we're, we're raised to believe that when people come to visit that it has to involve around food, or at least I feel like I was. Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't, but it's delicious, and there are ways to work around it. Uh, so when I was growing up, I uh, my grandmother was quite hospitable, and uh, hospitality equaled food and bountiful amounts of it. Um, and I just grew up thinking like, oh, you're having two people over, so make five pounds of potatoes (laughs) like you know i mean this was mostly around holidays but like it was all about more than you could ever imagine eating and that meant delicious leftovers when people left and and we've done that too in the past you know we would throw you know like a small super bowl gathering or oscars or something and there'd be like eight or ten people there and we would buy enough food for 30 and and i think partially it was an excuse so that we could eat as much as we wanted for the guests we don't know what kind of chips the guests want we gotta buy i'd rather have too much food than not enough right but like it you know, and, and I think that that loophole of, like, you know, you grow up and you live in, you know, you live with your parents, you grow up, you move out, and there are things that you carry, habits that you carry forward that, like, you know, entertaining means a 90 varieties of, of dip and chip. And um, and a lot of that is freeing. Like, I remembered when I first moved out, I, um, I was like, wait a minute, I'm a grown-up and I could have ice cream for dinner. Like, this is, I'm living my best life. And I, I do, re- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not living my best life. But the... Turns um, out that was your worst life. That was my worst life. And, but that, like, you know, entertaining means some sort of perfection or being held to a standard of a different generation or, you know, Pinterest worthy, you know, Martha Stewart worthy occasions. Uh, I know there's literally a show that was on the Food Network called uh, Semi Homemade, where in practice, it was like, oh, you know, host at your own speed and get, you know, this and this prepared and then do this. And then make a tablescape that costs $30,000 to put together. And, like, 
seeing these things that uh, are on, on TV or in magazines of this expectation of this perfect host and this perfect life, I'm type A, and I want everything to be perfect, don't I, Donald? And that is not at all stressful. No, you certainly do. And it's very stressful. It is very <laughs> stressful. I put a lot of pressure on myself in the past to uh, to host in a manner that was sort of beyond my capacity, which would lead to a lot of stress. And I think expectation, um, unmet expectation, leads to anger and stress and victimizing. And it takes the fun out of all the things, which I think I'm pretty good at doing, which then leads to stress eating. And, and I think that, you know, the the point here, the bottom line is that that things don't have to be perfect and you don't have to have a wonderful homemade spread that includes, you know, clotted cream and um, whatever other magical treats you think that your visitors want. You, you can control and people can have a good time without all of those things. People presumably are coming to see you because they actually like you and in some cases love you. And um, they're going to be fine if you don't provide them with the perfect buffet every day. Well, I remember, too, and I think I've talked about this before, going to someone else's house for Thanksgiving once. And they literally had one roll for each person and one scoop of potatoes for each person. And I'm like, what hellscape have I entered into <laughs> that like there you don't actually you know distend your stomach from all of the leftovers that you know you uh you can consume 20 minutes after you've eaten and that does actually sound horrifying and terrible it, but but it was austere <laughs> I was like what but however this is, is kind this? of kind of what we're talking about um and you know, if you're not the kind of person who feels pressure to put on a huge spread or to provide a lot of food, um, you may also be in a situation where people are, are expecting to eat out a lot. And that may put you in a situation that you don't want to be in when you're on your weight loss adventure. And there are ways to mitigate that too. I think the first one is communication. When people are coming to visit, whether it's for a, a quick get-together or for, you know, they're staying at your place for two weeks, um, you, you need to talk to them. You need to find out what are you expecting. Are you expecting to go out um, to eat for every meal? Um, is that your goal? Are there 100 restaurants you want to try? Is that like, you know, gourmet voodoo donut restaurant that you talked about, that you heard about on the Food Channel? Is that like something you have to do? Do you have to get in line for the, the great hot dog place that you read about? Um, and, and know what they're expecting. And hopefully you can direct it a little bit away from eating out at every meal. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we, it, it's been a, a summer of travel for us and a lot of expectations that were not actually vocalized. And we, uh, we went on a, a lovely vacation with family and uh, were treated to a great Airbnb uh, home with a beautiful kitchen. Yeah. And for me, that place was great. That was, uh, I thought to myself, there is an amazing kitchen, so that must mean that we're going to be able to eat at home a lot. We didn't. Yeah, and not really. We never really talked about it. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't find out that the expectation, you know, wasn't to eat at the place, um, and we just kind of assumed that we would, and then we, we didn't. Yeah, and I think it's that 
that not talking about what the goals are of the trip, I think really matter because I know for me in the past, food was the, the point of everything. You know, it was like, oh, we're going to a new city. Okay, what 50 restaurants can we go to instead of what great walking trails there are or, you know, what are your yeah. must-dos during the trip or are there museums you want to go to? Like, it was all food-based. And I still love food. We've made that very, very clear. But um, when you're in a weight loss journey and you have, like, I used to have a shelter-in-place mentality. It was like, let me just lose all the weight and then I'll deal with the food and you have people come to visit and then that gets thrown off. I think it can, it really used to derail me and it derailed me for 20 years of like, well, I I can't control myself. What can I do about it? So a little bit of pre-planning and really talking to your, um, your fellow travelers about what their goals are. Are you going to, you know, eat all together all the time? Are you okay going your separate ways for certain meals? Uh, you know, especially with bigger groups, if you've got gluten intolerance yeah, for sure. and, you know, someone's a vegetarian and someone's a pescetarian. Those and crazy vegetarians ruining everything. Oh, wait, I'm a vegetarian. You are a vegetarian yeah. and you ruin things for so many I reasons beyond every... that. You're, you're more than just it... your vegetarian status. <laughs> I, I ruin things that have nothing to do with being vegetarian. <laughs> just blame the vegetarianism. You know, perhaps, you know, suggesting, suggesting meals at home. Um, and that may sound horrifying to some people, but, you know, you could couch it in, you know, hey, let's say some money we don't need to spend all that money all the time and that works with a lot of people um even if you're genuine your actual motivation is to try and save some calories um and if you don't if you're not the kind of person who wants to cook for others or who wants to cook with others maybe you go the semi-homemade route that we were just talking about without the thirty thousand dollar (laughs) table exactly maybe you you know you get some pre-made things there are you know plenty of grocery stores these days and costco and and whatnot that have you know lovely sam's pre-made club. things sam's club that aren't you know horrible in the calorie department and you can at least mitigate it somewhat that way well and i had a, a friend too who uh, worked crazy uh shift work and was hosting a mother's day barbecue the next day and was you know she's a wonderful mother wonderful provider but was so stressed out about you know not being able to make her special you know xyz pie in time for the party and um you know hadn't done any shopping and was stressing and putting herself out and it's like you know what buy some paper plates and go to costco and buy some pre-made food and it's about the experience and i lose sight of that so often because i feel like oh well i saw this on pinterest and i've got to make this perfect you know if if all of the bananas aren't cut into perfect caterpillar shapes for all the kids, they're not going to have fun if it doesn't look <laughs> like a caterpillar rainbow. I can't eat anything that doesn't look like a caterpillar rainbow. <laughs> um, but there's so much pressure, I think, to have this perfect event. And I know I um, I practice a lot of self-sabotage with that. And it leads to that loophole of like stress eating and buying you know making way too much and having lots of leftovers and feeling like we we have to get the value out of the experience and if we don't finish it all the trip is ruined yeah and uh you know there is a cost to value there is (laughs) nothing free is free and you know it's like having it's sometimes it's okay to to 
throw away those leftovers and not feel like you have to eat them after after everyone's gone and you still have a giant tub of whatever party foods that you that you brought with you. Yeah, nothing. For, you're going to pay for it somewhere, either on your hips or uh, in the trash can. I mean, we even when we went away, you had a few things that were healthful that you hadn't eaten. And you were very distressed about having wasted. The I know. Food. I'm still not over it. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> no, no, I don't mean that. I mean I'm still not past. I I'm still not past oh. the idea of like I hate throwing away food. Like hate it, hate it, hate it. And part of that is that you know growing up with that mentality of you know hey there are poor starving children in other countries who would love to have that you know why don't you finish it? And I think that 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 messed with my head at a young age and you know i feel obligated to eat everything and um that's partially gotten you know me where what? i am right now don't blame the children in other countries i have got to tell you i know i was part of the clean plate club i was thinking about the second portion before the first per- portion even came out uh to the table no it's true i like knew at a very young age that i was going to be wearing a lot of stretchy pants as a grown up like i was obsessed with food. And I know we've talked about that in other episodes, but I think that is a loophole too of like, oh, well, I've got to make the triple cheese cheese casserole like for everyone because they depend on me to make it. And um, I used yeah. to do that quite often. Like I'd be like, oh, well, I've got to make the homemade cinnamon rolls. Like yeah, it's, no one's it's gonna expected have, No one's going to have a good time without those. Yeah. Uh, but these are deeply ingrained notions. And, you know, I have to tell myself, like, it, it is okay if I throw this food out instead of eating it. and Or maybe I try and give it away to somebody if you really can't stand the but idea. Then but then you're putting it on them. Like, how many times have you gone somewhere and someone's like, oh, I know, take, I take know. the two-pound bag of tortilla chips. I know. I just, I think there are people out there who are just absolutely appalled at the idea of throwing away food. But, but one thing you can do is just, instead of having the, like, no, I couldn't, no, I mustn't, no, I'm on a diet, you can also just, like take it with you in the Tupperware and then throw it in the trash and then throw it away throw yeah. it in the trash it's it's not you know it's it's the the thought behind it like people people take food very personally you know if you don't eat a portion of someone's homemade triple cheese pie or whatever and you know we have to make sacrifices on this weight loss journey like we know what it is like to give in to every impulse and it is difficult to practice self-care and self-awareness, especially when you're in like, you know, when you go back to visit family or something like that. You get into old patterns of behavior, yeah. old stresses come up. Uh, being with family can be great, but can also bring up um, older issues. Um, so being okay with an imperfect time, I think I put so much stress on myself to have, um, you know, this perfect experience. And a lot of times you just have to lower your expectation because that, that expectation of, well, this is a family trip and this is the kind of time we're going to have and we're going to make meals every morning, whatever. It doesn't always work out like that. It's messy. People are hungry at different times. People want different food. You can't agree on where to go. Well, in lowering your expectations for what, you know, what's going to happen for you in terms of your weight loss too, you know, maybe you've, you know, you're trying to lose weight every week and maybe while the visitors are there, it's just a victory to break even or, you know, it's a victory to, to just, you know, when you do go out to that gourmet ice cream place that they read about on, you know, in that article, 
that you get the small with the in the cup instead of the you know the waffle cone with the triple scoop um and maybe you just you know you adjust yourself to i'm not going to be perfect this week but i'm sure not going to use this as an excuse to go crazy and and eat whatever i want yeah i mean and i know for me we went on two different trips and on the first uh leg of the trip i ate my weight in pancakes uh, throughout the week <laughs> i put on a good five luckily to seven. you've lost so much weight that that isn't as much as it oh used to gosh, be. oh my gosh right oh my god why are pancakes so good we'll cover that in another episode <laughs> but um i paid a price for my carby choices and i know i do better when i stick to high protein in the morning and then save my indulgences for later because as donald has said in the past once i start on a path of like breakfast ice cream it is really yeah. hard to recover from yeah. that so I, I start eating treats and i can't stop um so moving on a little bit maybe you don't get anywhere with the notion of homemade things maybe you know the people you're with just really really want to eat out um be sort of armed and plan i said this in an episode recently like presumably they're coming to visit you somewhere that you know very well you try and dictate where you go um, you can pick out restaurants that you know have have dishes that are calorie friendly. Maybe there are, you know, more and more places are putting their calories on their menu. And you can suggest one of those places in order to um, eat something that's that's at least close to what you what you want to be eating as part of your weight loss adventure. Well, and two, you can eat an appetizer for dinner. The portions at you know, the yard house, you get a platter as big as a small coffee table. Like, you don't need 1,500 calories uh, for every meal. And I used to, you know, I'd go with the value, I'd go with I don't want to waste, and um, I have had to get honest about what I can really manage in a day because after four or five days of eating garbage food and, like, especially when you start eating a little bit better and being more mindful... Like on day four, I've got like terrible indigestion and heartburn and I'm tired yeah. and I want to nap because the yeah. food is taking over and it diminishes the quality of the trip, I think, too. Yeah, or, there, you know, there's or having definitely people a, over a and price to pay. I mean, you know, maybe you get the salad with the, you know, the vinegar instead of the, the full on dressing. You know, there there are you plan it, though. And you try and figure out like what you can do ahead of time and try to direct people in that direction. Direct them well, in that and, direction. And I used to, and we've talked about this too, I used to think like if you go out to dinner, like you're a fool if you get a garden salad with grilled chicken. You know, not every meal has to be a total party. You can go and have something that fits your plan and then plan some really indulgent, delicious things. But not every single moment of the trip has to be, or, you know, or, or the time together has to be, um, food related. Um, and one more thing, like try to fit in your exercise, whatever that huge. is. You know, if you have to lose a little sleep in order to get up extra early before your visitors do um, and and get in some of that exercise or, or maybe just say, look, you guys do your own thing for an hour. I'm going to go do my exercise. Um, you know, be vocal about what you want. And I know that that doesn't always work with visitors and it's not always practical with plans, but try and get in as much of your exercise, whatever that happens to be. You're, you're walking, you're, you're skydiving. Is that exercise? I don't know. I don't um, know. Screaming for 35,000 feet? I don't know if that... <laughs> 
if whatever that burns calories. Whatever you do to burn your calories, but, like try and get as much of that in as you can. Yeah, I mean, I think going, you know, we use that as kind of our anchor on uh, our times when, uh, you know, my mom came to visit or we were away with family is getting in a walk each morning. It's one of our like key cornerstone habits. And I think having that and knowing that having visitors over, having people at your house, it can work two ways. You can use it as an excuse to it's out of my control, or you can just put some things in place that help you at least you know, tethered to your main goals. And I spent 20 years being a victim of circumstance and I can't control. And I've, I'm at least aware of it now. And I think that the thing that we have talked about time and time again, is that it's not the occasion that matters. It's what happens after the occasion. Like you go away for an indulgent weekend, you have people over, it's a big holiday. It's, it's the recovery that matters. It's having things in place post visit, um, that I, that, that are where the, the, you know, the real value comes in. Yeah. There, there are going to be circumstances where those particular people come to visit and you just can't avoid, you know, all of the suggestions we've given so far just don't work or, you know, you, you do cave in and use the situation as an excuse to to indulge a lot more than you would like. But, you know, just adopt the mindset of this is just one week out of my life or one three-day period or one two-week period, whatever it is, and you can move on and get right back to, to the way that you want to be to the plan that you want to be on to the adventure you know it is an it is a weight loss adventure i i kind of joke with that term because i don't like journey um but it it is we've said this all the time you've got the rest of your life and life happens people come to visit and they're going to come to visit um unless you you know take on the hermit life these are these things are going to happen but adopt the mindset of uh of moving on and you're not throwing away everything just because of one visit. No, and I mean when we recently did the 365 surprises, you've got to watch the number of visits and unexpected things that come up um, to derail you because that can really, as we showed you, can become the lion's share of your year. But it's the mindset of you know, the possibility for change. There are podcasts and podcast hosts who are like, you need to be militant, you need to be, you know, aware, you need to plan ahead. Like, if you don't, you're a garbage person. And like, yeah. you know us. We like to eat. <laughs> let's just let's just tuck in for a second. We really like food. And there are times when oh, we're yeah, we do. We're like, you know what? I'm gonna have all the pancakes. And I'm yeah. also gonna eat my daughter's French fries. And maybe oh she's getting fish and chips. Oh, I guess I just accidentally ate a fish and a chip. <laughs> um, which happened a couple of times. I tried to like place myself away from her a few times because I knew she was gonna get it. It didn't work, but oh the tartar sauce. Oh the tartar sauce. Like, <laughs> like it's it's just a couple of days. Like give yourself some grace. Enjoy yourself and move on and, and pay attention to how you feel. Because really, after our, the first leg of our trip, I felt terrible. Like, I could not fit into my clothes. 
I felt tired. And so on the second leg of our trip, I actually was able to maintain my weight um, because I dialed it back. And a, a couple of days isn't going to matter, but it's what you do after. And this is an important change in mindset. Um, I mean, I spent most of my life, you know, 40 plus years thinking that if I if I wasn't on my plan for a couple of days, that it was over, that I was terrible and there was no point in continuing. And, and I think that is a loophole in itself, it, that, that um, you know, chastising yourself for being imperfect and why couldn't I do it and why didn't, oh, I'm a failure. Like you, you feed those negative thoughts and um, our friend, my friend Alex um, actually talked about being in maintenance and saying that the more she was in maintenance, the less she, less power she gave over those indulgences. Like you have a night where you eat you know, half a box of, um, pop tarts. And then you spend like the next week going, why, 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 why did I do it? I'm so weak. I'm a failure. It's like the pop tarts, the pop tarts are gone. Like just yeah, move on, move over. forward. Move on. The next day you get back on your plan, whatever that plan is. Yeah. And, you know, and change up the norms and, and put fewer pressures on yourself. Like this, we were invited somewhere and before I would have, you know, made a, you know, a, three cheese cheese platter whatever <laughs> um gratin and i brought i brought the three cheese cheese gratin <laughs> yeah um but i brought like sliced uh watermelon and strawberries it was delightful and easy and met my plant and you know what you can eat like half of a watermelon like a, an individual watermelon for like 200 calories yeah, you can yeah. eat like most fruit your is head delightfully weight, low calorie your head weight in watermelon and you know so it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> your head weight we all know what our head weight is don't Isn't it we eight pounds or nine pounds or i don't the know <laughs> you're acting like we all know our head weights if you know how much your head weighs let us know um but uh but no it's <laughs> like give yourself some grace be mindful and and talk about what your needs are talk about what your expectations are with people coming into town um it's, I think for me, what, what really messed me up is that I assume that my lifestyle, my needs, my foods are going to be known to others. And that unmet expectation is where the, the communication breakdown is. And someone else's expectation can be totally different. We have family members who will have like a cup of coffee and then not be hungry for four days. That is not my life. Yeah, yeah, and you were telling a story this morning about a visitor who I maybe shouldn't name on the podcast who came and, you know, kept saying to you, oh, you know, I don't need you to get anything special. Whatever you have is fine. It was my and, grandma. I'll oh, just okay, say it. your grandma. And then she got here and she was like, you don't have orange juice with extra pulp? Like, I thought everyone had that. You don't have light, skippy peanut butter? And, you know... You can't just assume... She really was indignant. <laughs> you can't just assume that people are going to have what you want or or that you're going to have what they want. You have to, to talk about it. And uh, thank you for listening to us talk about it. Yeah, thank you. What would you like to have when you come over? Let us know. Yeah, uh, and we would seriously love to hear from you about suggestions that you have when visitors come. Um, I'm always looking for, for new and good ideas. Yeah, give us something, people. Yeah, give <laughs> us some ideas. Um, we do this podcast for the love of the game. Uh, uh, we, that has to do with football. Yeah, we well, it's any game. We appreciate uh, you listening very much. Um, if you could give something back to us and please uh, rate and review us on iTunes, that would be huge. 
Um, if the rating happened to be five stars, that would be great. Um, and don't you want to be like one of the early adopters who's like, oh, I've been listening to them since January of 2018. Yes, you want to be one of those people and you want to keep listening. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. And Instagram. Yes, uh, Catherine runs a wonderful Instagram page with At actual professional quality photography. We Only Look Thin. You can find us anywhere. Google it. Yes, We Only Look Thin. We have a uh, website, weonlylookthin.com. You can email us, uh, weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And uh, you can find us wherever you found this podcast you're listening to right now. And share it with somebody else. There are so many people who don't know what podcasts are. The only reason I mentioned my grandma by name is because she doesn't know what a podcast is. Oh, yeah. She doesn't. She'll never hear this. She uses all caps in her emails, <laughs> which I'm grateful that at 90-something years old, she, she knows how to send emails. She still does emails, but yeah, every single email, it's, it's like th- she's shouting it's at It's all us. caps. Share, share this with other people. Share this information uh, and... Uh, and I know that you know, but you can also tell them that Donald and I are an, an inspiration, Asian, Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.